booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. This is not brain surgery. New York City's former top cop blast New York City Mayor Adams handling up crime in the Big Apple during Cats at Night right here on 77 WABC. New York City's mayor and New York's governor jointly announced new plans to combat subway crime. Migrants pouring across the U.S.-Mexico border under the Biden administration has reached an all-time high. Former U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson makes a decision on whether or not he'll run for prime minister. The two candidates for governor of New York agree to debate after all. Former NYPD Police Commissioner Ray Kelly slammed Mayor Eric Adams on Sunday, accusing him of dropping the ball on rampant crime in the Big Apple and insisting this is not brain surgery. He appeared on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. As I've often said, we were the safest big city in America just a few years ago. So this is not brain surgery. You go back and look at the things we were doing then, and you re-implement them. But uh, apparently the mayor doesn't want doesn't to do this. Kelly took particular issue with runaway subway and bus crimes in the five boroughs, saying the deployment of transit cops has to be re-examined by an outside agency. NYPD crime stats show crime is up over 31% and transit crime is up 41% year over year for the week ending October 16th. Meanwhile, New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York's Governor Kathy Hochul, both Democrats and other officials, disclosed new measures to combat subway crime up 41 percent. The latest victim of subway violence includes a 14-year-old girl stabbed Sunday night on a southbound number one train. As it approached West 191st Street after arguing with two other girls she had a beef with earlier in the day. The New York Daily News reports the attackers fled and the victim was taken to a hospital in serious condition. Over the weekend, the mayor held a summit to address crime in New York City. He spoke to ABC7. Unbottlenecking the criminal justice system is what both of us, are, uh, or both sides, I should say, and all that were in the room, uh, desire. We can't pinpoint that something's going to be done in a month, something's going to be done in a week. But one thing's for sure, uh, I am confident that something is going to be done. Adams and Hochul said police with the MTA will be taking primary responsibility for patrolling subway stations adjacent and linked to the four major commuter rail hubs. And that'll free up about 100 New York City Police Department officers and allow for increased patrols at additional subway stations. Buenos días. ¿De dónde vienen? Nicaragua. A surge in migration from Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua in September brought the number of illegal crossings to its highest level ever recorded in a fiscal year. That according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. In stark contrast to Trump-era asylum restrictions for the fiscal year that ended September 30th, migrants were stopped 2.38 million times. That is up 37 percent, according to figures released late Friday night. The annual total surpassing 2 million for the first time in August under the Biden administration, more than twice the highest level during Donald Trump's presidency in 2019. The year-end numbers reflect deteriorating economic and political conditions in some countries and 
relative strength of the U.S. economy and uneven enforcement of Trump-era asylum restrictions. Migrants were stopped 227,547 times in September at the U.S. border with Mexico. Former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced Sunday he will not not make another bid for prime minister. The announcement ends a short-lived, high-profile attempt to return to the prime minister's job he was ousted from just three months ago. His withdrawal leaves former Treasury Chief Rishi Sunak the strong favorite to become Britain's next prime minister, the third this year at a time of political turmoil and severe economic challenges. Sunak could win the contest as soon as today, following the abrupt resignation of former Prime Minister Liz Truss last week. Given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. Johnson was ousted back in July, you might remember, amid ethics scandals. Well, they will debate after all. New York's Republican candidate for governor, Lee Zeldin, agreed Sunday to participate in Tuesday's Spectrum News general election debate with Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul, although he had all along called for more debates before absentee ballots were mailed. The one-hour debate will be held tomorrow, October 25th at 7 p.m. at Pace University. Zeldin has continuously slammed Hochul for not agreeing to more than one debate and did so again Sunday. There are a lot of places inside of the city where you don't see Kathy Hochul, where you wouldn't see her. She, she'll fly over it, she'll drive past it, she'll ride around it. And tomorrow's debate will air on Spectrum News channels in New York State and be moderated by Errol Lewis and Susan Arbetter. Voters continue to overwhelmingly prefer Republicans to handle many of the top issues facing the United States, including things like inflation, the economy and crime. That's according to a poll that was released on Sunday, just 15 days before the midterms. Americans struggling with things like sky-high gas prices and grocery bills prefer Republicans over Democrats, 36 to 21 percent, to deal with inflation, which has reached 40-year highs, according to this new ABC News Ipsos poll. President Biden recently responded to Republican criticism on the state of the economy. The election is not a referendum. It's a choice. It's a choice. And the Republicans criticize my economic record, but look at what I've inherited and what I've done and look at what they're offering. On the economy, 36 percent of voters chose Republicans to do a better job compared to the 24 percent who trust Democrats. But 31 percent said they don't have faith in either party. And when it comes to crime, Americans give Republicans the nod over Democrats 35 to 22 percent in that poll. Former President Donald Trump warned members of his former administration that it would be very disloyal for any of them to run against him in 2024, although he hasn't actually announced a run. In an interview on Friday with Fox News radio host Brian Kilmeade, the former president sidestepped questions about a potential run. Trump also took the opportunity to take a swipe at any potential Republican challenger from his own administration. Many of them have said they would never run if I run, so we'll see whether or not that turns out to be true. I think it would be very disloyal if they did, but that's okay, too. And the polls have been leading by 40, 50 points. I'm leading by a lot. Trump would only say an announcement is likely coming in the not-too-distant future about a potential run for the White House. Elsewhere in that interview, Trump also predicted a red wave in the midterm elections and also predicted Russian President Vladimir Putin could use nuclear weapons in his ongoing invasion of Ukraine. 
Representative Liz Cheney on Sunday branded Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the pro-Putin wing of the GOP, after the House Minority Leader suggested cutting U.S. funding of Ukraine's war effort. In an interview with NBC's Chuck Todd and Meet the Press, the Wyoming Republican unleashed a litany of concerns over McCarthy's potential speakership should Republicans win the House in November. At every moment uh, since, frankly, the aftermath of the election in 2020, uh, when uh, Minority Leader McCarthy has had the opportunity to do the right thing or do something that serves his own political purpose, he always chooses to serve his own political purpose. McCarthy said the U.S. should not issue a blank check for further Ukraine funding, prompting some criticism from within the GOP House caucus and from the Biden administration. Cheney further slammed former President Donald Trump in his continuing hold on the GOP, including its America first approach, she said, on foreign policy issues. Salman Rushdie lost sight in one eye and also the use of one hand after he was repeatedly stabbed during a literary event in upstate New York two months ago. That according to his agent who revealed that over the weekend, the attack recorded. The 75-year-old author, whose 1988 novel, The Satanic Verses, forced him into hiding amid calls for his death, was stabbed in the neck and torso as he walked onto stage to deliver a speech at the Chautauqua Institution August 12th. The full extent of his injuries was not revealed until Saturday when his agent, Andrew Wiley, gave an update on his condition in an interview with the Spanish newspaper El Pace. A Jersey resident, 24-year-old Hattie Matter, was arrested in Rushdie's stabbing. He's pleaded not guilty to second-degree attempted murder as well as assault charges. A Virginia high school had to cancel all activities this past weekend after almost half of its students called in absent this week due to a flu-like illness. NBC4 Washington reported on Friday that about 1,000 of the school's 2,100 students were absent from Stafford High. Dr. Rick Place, medical director of the Pediatric Emergency Department at Innova Fairfax, says a surge of patients is taking a toll on the country's healthcare system. The sheer volume and the the impact in terms of outstripping the healthcare system's ability to care for it, I think you're seeing a tidal wave of, uh, sweeping across this country right now. Officials and the Virginia Department of Health are working together to investigate the root causes of those flu-like illness cases. A reassessment is being done today. President Xi Jinping, China's most powerful leader in decades, increased his dominance on Sunday when he was named to yet another term as head of the ruling Communist Party in a break with tradition. Xi, who took power in 2012, was awarded a third five-year term as general secretary discarding a custom under which his predecessor left after 10 years. In a speech last week, she said that unification of Taiwan was inevitable. He gave a stark warning to his global opponents. We will never promise to renounce the use of force. The 69-year-old leader is expected by some to try to stay in power for life. The party also named a seven-member standing committee its inner circle of power, dominated by Xi allies after repair. Premier Lee Kashong, the number two leader and an advocate of market-style reform and private enterprise, was dropped from the leadership position Saturday, despite Lee being a year younger than the party's informal retirement age of 68. 
787 WABC News time coming up on 515. And that is time for a look at sports plenty going on this past weekend. Here's Justin Ellick. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Uh, well, it was never meant to be for the Yanks. And if you watched any portion of their ALCS series with the Astros, you could see that. New York lost last night to a much better team again as they get clean swept by their American League foes after the 6-5 to loss in Game 4. As is tradition in recent years, the Yankees couldn't find an answer for Houston whatsoever. Even when they would show resilience, the Astros would answer right back to snatch back momentum. A lot of questions need to be answered this postseason, but none more pressing than how in the world the Yankees can close the gap between them and Houston on the field. Here was manager Aaron Boone following the season's end. It's an awful day, an awful, awful ending that always stings. It hurts. No one I'd rather do it with than those guys in there and how much, how together they are. Kind of lean on each other in there, but the ending, you know, as I've said before, it's cruel. Off to more positive matters on the gridiron as your Jets and Giants just keep on winning football games. The Giants were out in Jacksonville to take care of the Jaguars, and that they did by a score of 23-17 to to move to 6-1 and overall on the year. This time it was the Giants' defense walking it off for the G-Men as a goal line stop with no time remaining sealed the victory for New York. The throw at the goal line caught by Christian Kirk, but there's no more time. And the Giants... Defense to the last yard or two holds on and secures the victory. Up next for the Giants is a trip to Seattle to face the Seahawks next Sunday. As for the Jets, they took care of the Russian Wilson-less Broncos in Denver, pulling out the 16-9 win on the road. While New York got the win, the feeling is bittersweet after they lost star running back Brees Hall with a knee injury for what looks like the foreseeable future. Coach Robert Sala said the initial diagnosis is an ACL tear that would end the running back's sensational rookie season. Nonetheless, the Jets grabbed the win and moved to 5-2 and two on the year, good for sole possession of second place in the AFC East. Up next for the Jets is a date at home with the Patriots come next Sunday. And on the ice, the Islanders fall to the Panthers in Florida 3-2. to And the Rangers, they get walloped by the Blue Jackets at the Garden by score of 5-1. to Here with the early news sports update, I am Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs says your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Investors banking on slower rate hikes. Technology earnings take center stage and Amazon looks to avoid e-commerce trend. Stocks coming off Friday's big rally that sent the Dow Jones Industrials up nearly 750 points. Investors reacting to news that the Fed may slow the pace of rate hikes in December. This is a big week of technology earnings. Microsoft reports its fiscal first quarter tomorrow. Economists targeting a modest increase in revenue. The steady decline in PC sales, however, could affect Microsoft's outlook. Look. Apple earnings come Thursday. Wall Street targeting a 6% revenue increase. The full-year forecast less clear for Apple because of rising economic concerns. Economists are forecasting higher third-quarter profits from Amazon. Still, investors are concerned over slowing e-commerce numbers. Consumers are spending, but they seem to be spending less online. Amazon's second Prime Day event missed sales targets. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Luna. Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
Futures in the red this morning, the Dow down 103 or 0.33% at 31,020, S&P down 13.5, the Nasdaq's fallen 57.5, gold down $3.60 an ounce as for crude oil. It's at $83.39 a barrel, down $1.66. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, News Time 520. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo appearing in an exclusive interview on 77 WABC's Cats at Night program with host John Katsimatidis talking about crime spiraling out of control in New York City. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Cuomo says part of the problem is from the defund the police movement, siphoning nearly a billion dollars from the NYPD. A city was a city because that's where you went to work. So with covid You don't have to go to the office. Uh, You can stay at home. Well, uh, then why don't I uh, put my home in a state that's warmer, you know? Uh, so it's it's changing the fundamental economics for cities. Cuomo launching a new app called As a Matter of Fact. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A three-year-old child rushed to Staten Island University Hospital in critical condition after falling out of a second-story window in Brooklyn Sunday. Police say this incident happened just after 1 p.m. at 89 West End Avenue in Brighton Beach. Neighbors told ABC7 they were shocked at that incident. Sad. You know, I have little kids myself, so, you know, it hits you close to home. We think that there should be guardrails on all the windows and that uh, people should understand the consequences. No criminality is suspected at this point. An investigation is ongoing. Five people hurt in all too critically after a two-alarm fire broke out at a five-story residential apartment building at 1316 Morris Avenue in the Bronx. Happened about 1045 a.m. Sunday. 25 units and 100 firefighters were called to the scene after that fire broke out at that building's fifth floor. FDNY Acting Deputy Chief Paul Miller spoke to ABC7. Members of Ladder 44 uh, entered the fire apartment and were met by heavy fire. They pushed past that fire without any protection of a hose line and found two victims in the back bedroom. The two victims with critical injuries were taken to Lincoln Hospital. The fire was placed under control around 11.20 a.m. An investigation is underway as to the cause of that fire. There are two monkeypox-linked deaths in New York City, announced Friday by New York City health officials. They mark the first fatalities linked to the virus in the five boroughs. Few details, though, on the individuals who died were immediately available. According to the CDC, the U.S. has reported four monkeypox-linked deaths since the 2022 outbreak started. Dr. Pervy Parika of NYU Langone Health spoke to NBC4 New York. It appears that these deaths did occur in individuals who were either immunocompromised or may have underlying health conditions. Don't panic uh, if you are an individual who may be high risk. So, for example, um, one that may have multiple sexual partners or maybe homosexual or have an underlying health condition that puts you at higher risk for infections in general. Um, Please go and get a vaccine. They are available. Today, more than 143,000 first and second doses of the monkeypox vaccine have been administered. And as of October 17th, the city has recorded at least 3,695 known cases of the virus since reaching its peak at the end of July. Allowing New Yorkers to vote by mail due to fear of COVID-19 has been ruled unconstitutional. A state judge said Friday in a ruling that 
Republican and conservative party leaders hailed as a victory for fair elections. This 28-page ruling by Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone ordered local boards of election to stop counting the absentee ballots that they have already received. Instead, officials have been told to preserve the ballots until after Election Day or the resolution of a pending suit filed by state and local GOP and conservative party leaders. Assemblyman Robert Smullen, a Republican and plaintiff on the case, spoke to New York One. I'm confident the ruling will be upheld in the higher courts. Uh, We're asking for common sense solutions. We're not asking for any uh, detailed, uh, nuanced interpretation of the law. So we think that our position is reasonable and sound, and it will be upheld in a higher court. Democratic officials immediately filed a notice saying they would appeal the judge's decision. Petitioners argue the new rules are unconstitutional and impede a judicial review of problematic ballots. Judge Diane Freestone, a Republican, could not overturn Friday the rule allowing New Yorkers to request a mail-in ballot for a temporary illness or COVID-19. That decision lies with the state appellate division, third department, and arguments are expected in the coming days. The NYPD now on pace to see more than 4,000 officers retire or resign so far this year, the most since the post-9-11 exodus, according to data obtained by the New York Post. Pension fund figures reveal 3,054 officers have filed to exit the department so far this year. That is 42% more than the 2,155 who exited at the same time last year through September 30th. New York City Mayor Eric Adams spoke about the record number of cops leaving the NYPD back in June. New York City Police Department is an amazing career. You know, I know it firsthand. And we're going to find young men and women who are going to want to be a member of the New York City finest. We got an amazing recruitment campaign coming in. This is a great opportunity to diversify the department. So, no, people will always want to join the New York City Police Department. It's one of the best careers you could have in the city. If the pace continues into the fourth quarter, the NYPD stands to lose about 4,072 officers this year alone. And that is higher than in 2002 when 3,846 officers left the police force following September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center where 24 NYPD officers died. New York City may be experiencing some uh, mild rainy weather, but uh, the ice skating season has arrived. Woman Rink in Central Park now open through mid-March. The annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee exhibit opens next month. A 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's inductee exhibit opens on November 2nd. The exhibit honors the class of 2022. This year's inductees include Pat Benatar, Eminem, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Duran Duran, Eurythmics, and Carly Simon. The annual induction ceremony is November 5th in L.A. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. 77 WABC News Time 529. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.